This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome back, everybody, to episode five slash six of that six. A uh, little, little inception there. Uh, I'm your host, Kyler Bills. I'm very excited, man, uh, to talk to you guys, especially this week. Um, after an unfortunate week off, not being able to talk to you guys again. Um, for anybody who didn't, you know, I, I posted an update on TikTok, um, not my Twitter page. I probably should have. Um, but unfortunately, we were at. <laughs> excuse me. <coughs> that is not good. Not early. I'm not coughing, man. Um, we had some audio issues last week. Um, got them sorted out. Shout out to Josh Hornbacher. Um, really, really, really grateful that he was able to get this worked out. I'm really excited, man. In this episode, I'm going to kind of kind of recap everything. Um, just run through my week five stuff um, and then jump into week six. It's going to be a little bit longer. I'm going to try and not stretch it out. So if the recaps for week five and six are going a little too fast, I'm sorry. I'm trying. Um, I'm still trying to get this under an hour. So, But like I said, um, I'm really excited to talk to you guys. And without further ado, let's get it. So week five, man, uh, my weekly pickums were 11 and five, man. I, I know I said the week before. It's weird. I'm re- I recorded the episode twice, man. So, so I feel like I'm re- repeating a lot of this. Um, I know I said two weeks ago that I was getting five or less games wrong that week. Five is not a bad number, man. And, and I said last week, I was like, you know what? This week, I'm going five. I'm going less than five. Uh, that did not happen. Uh, little little spoiler. Uh, but my weekly pickums were eleven and five, which moved my week five season pickum record to that point forty one sixty one or forty one to thirty six and one. Um, yeah, man. Week week five. Uh, the Colts defeated the Broncos on Thursday Night Football. I picked the Colts. The Giants defeated the Packers in an upset. Giants are on a roll, man. Um, I picked the Packers there. The uh, the Bills desecrated the uh, the Steelers, and I picked the Bills there. The Chargers defeated the Browns. I picked the Chargers. The Vikings defeated the Bears. I picked the, the Vikings. The Patriots defeated the Lions. I picked the Lions. Um, and then the Saints defeated the Sea Chickens. I picked the Saints. The Jets defeated the Dolphins. I picked the Dolphins. Um, and then the Buccaneers defeated the Falcons. I chose the Buccaneers. Uh, Titans defeated Commanders. I chose Titans. Texans defeated the Jaguars. I chose the Jaguars there. 49ers desecrated Panthers. <laughs> I chose the 49ers there. Uh, the Cowboys defeated the Rams. I chose the Rams there. Um, and then the Eagles defeated the Cardinals, and I chose the Eagles there. Uh, the Ravens, the, the Eagles did escape a narrow victory two weeks in a row, but they they got it done nonetheless. Uh, the Raiders, the Ravens defeated the Bengals, sorry. Um, and, and I chose the Ravens there, and then the Chiefs defeated the Raiders in a close game, man, um, and, and I chose the Chiefs there. Starting off with my news around the league from week five. <laughs> Y'all smell that? And the air this gas or what? History be alive right now if you and gas him up. You know that? You know what that is? It, it smells like a Matt Rule pack in the air. Week five, Matt Rule is terminated from the Carolina Panthers. Um, they part ways with Matt Rule. Uh, really good for Carolina to get Rule out of there. Um, we saw in week six that that uh, the team is still struggling. However, for the moment, not to have Matt Rule as the head coach of the Carolina Panthers is good. <clears throat> oh, man. Man, I'm telling you, I wasn't coughing at all. I'll be all right, though. Um, which, moving on, uh, it, it brings us to this rumors of is Carolina shopping players. 
Um, you're seeing a lot of rumors with DJ Moore, uh, Christian McCaffrey. At that time, Robbie Anderson. We'll get to that later. Um, with Robbie Anderson, with DJ Moore, with Brian Burns, with Christian McCaffrey. Um, Christian's been balling, man. I don't think we're going to move Christian. Um, Schefter rep- rep- reported that we were you know, listening to offers, um, but it was stated, I, I, I forget the source exactly, um, an analyst I've quite frankly never heard of. He said that uh, it would take a substantial offer, which it should, man, and, and I'm sick of the CMC disrespect. Oh, he's got a big contract. Oh, he's injury prone. Man, I don't care. It's as a Hall of Fame talent. Um, he stayed healthy this year. He's been balling this year. He hasn't had that huge breakout game yet, but it, consistently with the touches he's getting, um, he, he's playing good football, man. Um We'll talk about Robbie Anderson being dealt later. Um, I, I I don't know, man. I, I don't think anybody's going anywhere. And, and I'm not totally opposed. You know, as, as hard as it says, I'm not, if, if we can get good return, but I'm not taking anything less than second and first rounders. Um, for, for some of our studs, man, um, if we can get good return and build some draft capital, I'm okay with rebuilding here. Um, I, right now we're the lock. I think we have a, a, a six times percent. Percentage to uh, to get the first round pick over anybody else in the league right now. Um, take that as you will, man. Um, Baker Mayfield out for several weeks with a high ankle sprain. Unfortunately, Rashad Penny and Emmanuel Mosley out for the season. Now I'm going to talk about some of the roughing the passer issues that have stemmed from from week four and kind of the this whole season, man. Uh, the Tua Tagovailoa hit really has changed things. There's been a lot of bogus uh, roughing the passers. Um, specifically from that week, I wanted to talk about the Grady Jarrett roughing the passer and the Chris Jones roughing the passer. Look, I'm all for keeping our players safe. And the stuff that happened with Tua, it, it really is it, it is scary. Um, but, man, I, I you got to let the players play football, man. Injuries are going to happen. It's as terrible as it sounds to say that. And I'm not wishing, um, you know, injury on anybody by any means. But, uh <sighs> Injuries are going to happen, and it's just it's this recycled meme. But like, at, at what point, if we keep you know calling every single penalty, penalty is this game going to become into you know two hand touch? Like, like players are, are scared to bring the quarterback to the ground. Like, and and from a, it, it's it's not morally fair and ethically correct. I'm pretty sure I just misused morally and ethically there, but um, you know, quarterbacks can can spin out of tackles and. Do all this stuff, but but the moment a defender ensures that that quarterback is not going anywhere, it's a penalty. So they're being consistent, but I think they're being consistently trash, uh, in, in my opinion. I understand player self safety, but you got to let the players play. Moving on to my week five players of the week, starting off with AFC, um, I had Austin Eckler of the Los Angeles Chargers, 16 attempts, 173 yards of tutty, four receptions, and 26 yards. I've given Eckler a lot of crap. It's it, it's good to see Eckler have a breakout game um, on the ground. I've always considered him to be this guy who's better in fantasy than he is in real life um, because of his PPR upside and whatnot. Um, but it, it was good. I think Eckler's career high up until that point was like 86 yards or something. Um and so it's good to see Eckler kind of break out there. Defensive player of the week was Bradley Chubb. Seven tackles, two and a half sacks, and a forced fumble in the losing effort, unfortunately, to Indy. Um, but Denver just does not look good, man. My offensive rookie of the week, actually, surprise, uh, sneak peek, spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> second week in a row, Brees Hall. 18 attempts, 97 yards, a touchdown, two receptions, and 100 yards uh, through the air. A really good outing from Brees Hall. He's really coming into his own as he's kind of separating himself from Michael Carter with the touches. 
Um, and then my offensive or defensive rookie of the week, also from the New York Jets, I had Sauce Gardner, five tackles, an interception, and a pass deflection. Three of the first round, or I think the first round, the three first round corners selected, all got their first career interception in week five. So shout out to Ahmad Sauce Gardner. Shout out to Derek Stingley. And shout out to Kyir Elam. You want, that's not the last time you're going to hear of Kyir Elam. I know Stingley's been struggling, man, but uh, Stingley has insane upside. Um, I think I'm actually, for the first time, going to have to sneeze. Oh, man, I'm, a, I'm, I'm allergies. Um, these weather changes are going crazy right now. Um, but all three of them getting their first, uh, first career interception is good to see. Moving on to my Week 5 NFC Players of the Week. Starting off Offensive Player of the Week, we have Taysom Hill of the New Orleans Saints. Nine attempts, 112 yards, three touchdowns, a fumble recovery, and a 69-yard kickoff return. And I believe he had a passing touchdown in there, too. I'm pretty sure he had four touchdowns. Um, Taysom is that guy who just does nothing and then and then just racks off a crazy week. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, and then my Defensive Player of the Week was Deshaun Elliott from the D- Detroit Lions, who had 12 tackles and an interception. Offensive Rookie of the Week. Here's where I'm going to get a little bit of flack. Um, for the first time, the Carolina Panthers are making an appearance here. I had Ikemi Kwanu. He had the highest-graded tackle performance of any tackle in the league um, up until that point from his first single week uh, at a 92.1. Had a 98-flat run-blocking grade, which is the highest run-blocking grade of a single week that since PFF has been tracking, and I know PFF is here and there. Um, but for a guy who struggled the first couple weeks of the season, it's good to see Kevin Kwanu starting to come into his own. Um, and then my defensive rookie of the week for two weeks in a row, spoiler alert, Tariq Woolen. I mean, we just got some rookies who are consistently balling, man. Um, Tariq Woolen, four tackles, a fumble recovery, and an interception. He's an absolute ball hawk. Um, yeah, man, Woolen's been balling. Um, and then moving on to my award trackers from week five. At MVP, Josh Allen, 20 of 31 for 424, four touchdowns, an interception, five attempts, and 42 yards against the Pittsburgh Steelers. A really good outing. A lot of that. Shout out to Gabe Davis. Um, I think three receptions, 171 yards, and two touchdowns. Moving on to my offensive player of the year. Candidate, I have Justin Jefferson, Jay Jettas, 12 receptions, 154 yards, and no touchdowns. Miles Garrett, defensive player of the year, only two tackles. Um, And then Christian McCaffrey, uh, comeback player of the year. He had 14 attempts, 54 yards, and a touchdown. 19-yard rushing touchdown. Looked really good there. Um, like I said, we just got to feed the man the ball. Um, 21 touches is eh. But, but you, then you look at a guy of Damian Pierce before my Offensive Rookie of the Week, uh, or Offensive Rookie of the Year, who had 26 attempts, 99 yards, a touchdown. You know, that's 26 carries. In, and I don't want to hear this crap of, you know, Christian's not, you know, a downfield runner and whatnot, and he can't handle the carries. His career high is, is 26 carries for 184 yards, my brother. Like, anyways, Casper the Ghost for Defensive Rookie of the Year, Aiden Hutchinson with two tackles. Outside of the three-sack performance in one half, he really hasn't done a whole lot. Um, and then my Coach of the Year candidate, Sean McDermott, <clears throat> with the 38-3 to win over the Pittsburgh Steelers, moves them to 4-1, and one, first in the AFC and second in the NFL, period. Obviously, you know, to the Eagles um, and whatnot. Um, and then, yeah, man, I, I'm kind of wrapping up Week 5 fast, man. Like I said, I wanted to run through it. it, it it's a Week 6 episode, really, but I wanted to make sure I get you guys your content. Uh, moving on to my Week 6 predictions, and I did go 6-10 and 10 here, so I don't want to hear anybody complaining about, oh, this and that and, and whatnot. No, man, like, if, trust me. If I didn't actually pick these, I would have picked a lot better record. I would have lied and said I picked a lot better record because um, I went 6-8. and eight. I had the Commanders um, beating the – or the Bears beating the Commanders, 49ers at Falcons, give me 49ers, 
Patriots at Browns, give me Browns. Jets at Packers, give me Packers. Jaguars at Colts, give me Jags. Vikings at Dolphins, give me Vikings. Bengals at Saints, give me the Bengals. Ravens at the Giants, give me the Ravens. Buccaneers at the Steelers, give me the Bucks. Panthers at the Rams, give me the Rams. The Cardinals at the Seahawks, give me the Cards. The Bills at the Chiefs. This was a tough game for me to pick, but I did pick the Bills here. Uh, Cowboys at Eagles. After I said I wasn't going to pick against the Cowboys anymore, um, I'm, not, I'm still not bought into the Cooper Rush hype. I think he's getting carried. Um, I, I did pick the Eagles there, and then the Broncos and the Chargers. I picked the Chargers. So that was 14 games going on by this past week. Was the Lions, the Titans, the Raiders, and the Texans. Um, and, yeah, man, without further ado, we'll, uh, we'll jump into week six, Yurt. Um, my weekly pickums, man. I went six and eight. Uh, yeah, it was not a good look, and that was with winning the last three games. You know, if if you take if my man, if if Bills Chiefs goes the other way, if Cowboys Eagles, I mean, all these one score games. You know what I'm saying? Outside of the Panthers and the Rams, all of those could have easily flipped. Um, and then I would have been sitting at one, two, three, four. So I would have been sitting at two. And 12, that is terrible, that is ridiculous. And those were all one-score games, man, so it, it really could have been worse, which moves my season pick to 47, 34-1, hoping to get back on track this week um, and whatnot. I, I think it's going to be a little bit easier of a week to predict. Still some close games in there, still some upsets I'm taking and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, man, without further ado, we'll jump into the week six recaps, starting off Thursday night football, an absolute barn burner again. The Washington Commanders defeat the Chicago Bears 12-7. I picked the Bears here, starting off with the Joey Sly 38-yard field goal and then a Dante Pettis 40-yard pass from Justin Fields, another Sly field goal. Brian Robertson, one touchdown run. It's not the first time or the last time you're going to hear Brian Robinson. Um, it's it's good to see D-Rob back or B-Rob back. I, I don't know why I gave him that nickname. Carson Wentz, man, 12 of 22, 99 yards, an absolutely electric performance. Um, Justin Fields, not a whole lot better. 12 of 27, or 14 of 27, sorry, 190 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Brian Robinson Jr., 17 carries, 60 yards, and a touchdown. My NFC, deep, or Offensive Rookie of the Week, got to handle the circumstances, understand the circumstances. I'll talk about it later. Justin Fields leading the Bears on the ground with 12 carries, 88 yards. David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert disappearing, man. Um, Terry McLaurin, three receptions for 41 yards, and then Dante Pettis with four receptions for 84 yards. And a touchdown, man. Um, it was an absolute snooze fest. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, it, it was hard to watch this Thursday night football game. And Thursday night has just been so bad in general, man. Um, I, I, I hope Amazon can just pick some better games, man, because it, it, it's getting a little difficult to watch, man. I don't even want to tune in to Thursdays. Like tomorrow, tomorrow I'm not tuning in, which let me think, let me think, let me think, let me think. Uh, tomorrow is, is, is Saints Cards. Um, which is actually a pretty decent game. And a lot of star power, I guess. Um, but but I am going to see Black Adam. Uh, shout out Ethan Nash and the Clippers play tomorrow. So shout out to Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and John Wall. No no basketball will be covered here because I'm not as I'm not very intelligent in basketball. Not saying I'm very intelligent in football either. Um, but I, but I definitely feel more comfortable. Have a have a stronger love for football and whatnot. Moving on to an absolute upset, the 49ers. Fall on the road to the Atlanta Falcons, 14-28. to Marcus Mariota counting for three touchdowns. Uh, a two-yard pass from McColl to McColl Pruitt. Uh, a Jalen Hawkins fumble recovery in the end zone um, for Atlanta. Brandon Ayuk, 12-yard pass and 14-yard pass from, from Garoppolo. A Mariota three-yard run. And the unicorn, Kyle Pitts, 
First touchdown on American soil, a seven-yard pass from Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota was actually my NFC Offensive Player of the Week. He, he did not light it up by any means, 13 of 14 for 129 yards and two tutties. But look at the efficiency, man. 13 of 14, missing one pass. And, and getting the ball in the end zone, more importantly, scoring on the ground, he really did put the Atlanta Falcons in position to win this game. Um, Olamide Zacchaeus, I just I can't get I've said this man's name, I swear, every single episode. Uh, four receptions for 58 yards. Um, and then Brandon Ayuk, eight receptions for 83 yards and two tutties. Caleb Huntley. 16 carries, 59 yards. Jeff Wilson, 7 carries, 25 yards. And then Jimmy Garoppolo, 29 of 41 for 296. Two tutties and two interceptions. Man, this this game was kind of crazy. I'm not going to lie to you. And this actually brings Atlanta to second in the NFC South. Um, and they're, they're sitting there dead even, you know, with Tampa Bay. Um, you know, Tampa's got the tiebreaker and whatnot. But, you know, three turnovers for San Francisco. Seven more minutes of time of possession. Three more first downs for San Francisco. Um, and then, then about 50 more yards. But the turnovers kill you, man. And, and, and converting those turnovers into points is, is huge. Um, Atlanta got it done, man. I didn't, pick a, I didn't pick them this week. I don't know if I like picking Atlanta. But somehow they're out there winning football games, man. Uh, moving on, the second week in a row that the, the New England Patriots have burned me. They defeat the Cleveland Browns. I did not want to take the Cleveland Browns here. I was just like... I don't know. The Browns the Browns are like the Seahawks. Sometimes they show up, sometimes they don't. The the Patriots 38 to 15 win at the Cleveland Browns. Starting off with a Nick Folk 19-yard field goal, Cade York 39-yarder, Ramondre Stevenson with a 31-yard. Ramondre is really coming into his own in New England, which is good to see. Cade York with a 48-yarder, Tyquan Thornton with a 2-yard pass from Bailey Zappi, Hunter Henry 31-yard pass from Zayla Zappi. Or Bailey Zappi, sorry. Cade York with another field goal, Amari Cooper 15-yard pass from Jacoby Brisket. Uh, Tyquan Thornton with another touchdown. Or this time it was a touchdown run of 19 yards. Um, and then a Ramondre Stevenson, six-yard run. Ramondre Stevenson, another really good game. I didn't talk about him last week. Well, I did, but not in this episode yet. Um, but he had a really solid, solid outing last week. Another really solid outing this week. 19 carries, 76 yards, two tutties. Bailey Zappi with, with, a, with a Mac Jones-esque stat line, man. 24-34, 309 and two tutties. Jacoby Brisket, 21-45, 266 yards at touchdown, two interceptions. Fraudulent Jacoby Brisket. Nick Chubb with his worst game of the year so far. 12 carries, 56 yards. And then Devontae Parker with four receptions for 64 yards. Donovan Peoples-Jones, four receptions, 74 yards, man. Um, three more turnovers for Cleveland. 70 more yards uh, uh, for total yards of you know for New England. Um, 11 more minutes of time of possession for New England, four more first downs. Like I said, man, the turnovers kill you. I'm not going to be sitting here and, and harping on turnovers the whole time, but it, it, it's proof. It's evidence, man, in, in these tight games where, where maybe the yards and the time of possession and the first down aren't all that crazy, you know, in, in separate. Those turnovers play a massive impact. Moves Cleveland to third in the AFC North, puts the Pats in what? Man, I don't know if that's the, if they have the tiebreaker over Miami. I don't even know if Miami is three and three. Let me look at this real quick. Uh, Miami is three and three. I'm not too sure who has the tiebreaker there. Um, I'm sure I'll talk about it later. Moving on to another upset, man. The New York Jets defeating the Green Bay Packers, twenty-seven to ten. Uh, another fantastic game from Brees Hall and Quinnen Williams, who, who are both my AFC defensive or defensive player of the week and offensive rookie of the week. Um, 
I mean, what can you say, man? A Greg Sherline, 32-yarder, Mason Crosby nodding it up at three. Going into halftime, Braxton Berrios, 20-yard run. Will Parks, 20-yard return off a blocked punt. Lazard, a 25-yard pass from Rodgers. Brees Hall with a 34-yard run and a Zerline field goal. Um, a 17-point game, man. Is, is, is Rodgers and Brady Walsh, man? They're sure playing like it. Uh, Zach Wilson with not a stellar game, 10 of 18 for 110 yards, but they got the win. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, 26 of 41 for 246 in a tutty. Didn't turn the ball over, I guess. Um, Brees Hall, Offensive Rookie of the Week, 20 carries, 116 yards in a tutty. A.J. Dillon, um, 10 carries for 41 yards. Corey Davis, two receptions for 52 yards. And then Robert Tunyon with a solid outing with 10 receptions and 90 yards. Um, moves moves Minnesota even farther up in the AFC North conversation, um, which actually, so so the Pats and the, the Dolphins are fighting for, you know, third and fourth. Uh, in, the, in the East right now, because the Jets are sitting at four and two, the Bills sitting at five and one. Man, Jets cracking the top ten in a lot of people's power rankings, and then Green Bay sitting at second, gonna, gonna finish second. Can they make the playoffs? Absolutely. Um, man, missing Devontae Adams really hurt. You know, I thought you know A Rod can do it. You know, he can he can transfer from whoever. It's Aaron Rodgers. He's a generational talent. And I'm not banging on Aaron. I'm not like you know bashing on Aaron Rodgers. But it's like it's really hurting, you know, the Green Bay Packers right now. Um, they definitely got to get something figured out. Speaking of getting some something figured out, man, the uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars take a loss to the Indianapolis Colts, twenty seven to thirty four. Here's the thing, man. This was this was hard. I, I picked the Jaguars to win this game. I picked the Colts to win the AFC South. You understand how it's how it's hard for me to to pick a dog in that fight because right now, Indy is is sitting in second in the South, you know, and you know, they have the tie, and Tennessee has the tiebreaker, but if they win this next game against Tennessee, which I, who did I pick? I mean, you're going to find out later. I did pick the Titans, but if they win this game against Tennessee, then, you know, they're sitting at first place, you know, and, and whatnot. So hopefully maybe they can prove me wrong. I put myself in another terrible situation, but I'd like to have a win-lose or a win-win scenario, you know what I'm saying? Or lose-win. So, you know, something like that. Um, starting off with Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence with an efficient day, 20-22 for 165 yards in a tutty. Matt Ryan, 42 of 58 for 389 and three touchdowns. Travis Etienne had a 75-yarder called back. He was, he was down, but um, 10 carries for 86 yards. Deion Jackson stepping up um, for the injured Colts running game, 12 carries, 42 yards in a tutty. Zay Jones, five receptions, 42 yards. Christian Kirk's disappearing. Uh, Michael Pittman, 13 receptions, 134 yards. And then shout-out to Alec Pierce. He had a solid game last week, and then to catch the uh, the 32-yard pass from Matt Ryan is a ballsy play call, man. Um, Kirk, Kirk did get a touchdown pass. I'll throw that out there. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, it's – here's my thing, man. Sometimes Jacksonville shows up. Some, you know, The majority of the time they don't. Sometimes, and very rarely, but sometimes Indy shows up and other times they just look tragic. Um, it's so hard to pick, man. And I don't think Tennessee looks very good, man. It, the South is, I don't know, man. You can hear, I've said man about 17 times in this last minute, but uh, it's it's hard. I don't even want to talk about the AFC South anymore. Moving on to the Vikings defeating the Dolphins 24-16. to um, it's it's kind of how you almost expected the game to go, especially with with no. I think Teddy came in at the end of the game because I think Skyler Warren, Skyler Thompson, sorry, 
came left the game, but Teddy Teddy threw twenty three of thirty four with um. Sorry, I'm texting somebody real quick. Sorry, Teddy Bridgewater went twenty three of thirty four for three hundred twenty nine yards, two touchdowns and two interceptions. Take away the two interceptions, not not that bad of an outing. Kirk twenty at thirty for one hundred seventy five and two touchdowns. Dalvin Cook with a solid outing, 13 carries, 77 yards, and a tutty. Raheem Mostert with not a bad game, 14 carries, 49 yards. Jay Jettis, six receptions, 107 yards. And the fact that I haven't given this man an award yet is bewildering to me. Um, and it, it's not going to start this week. But Tyreek Hill with another really solid outing, 12 receptions, 177 yards. Tyreek's been absolutely balling. I don't think Patrick Mahomes made Tyreek, and I don't think Tyreek made Patrick Mahomes, man. They're just generational players. Um but, yeah, man, it was an eight-point game, you know. Miami, with that late touchdown, put it in reach, you know, and whatnot. But uh, at the end of the day, the, the the three turnovers really ruined it for Miami. I mean, look, they beat they beat Minnesota 150 total yards, 12 more first downs, and, you know, 11 more minutes of possession. The, the stats are bewildering. This is just it, – it just tells the story of how important turnovers are, protecting the football. And, and everybody knows that. But until you see stats like this, it just – you, you don't think about it that much. Um, like I said, moves Miami to third. They have the tiebreaker over New England. Minnesota in sole control of the a- or NFC North right now. Um, Vikings are balling, man. Um, outside of the one loss they took, and I can't remember who that was to, um, they've been on track, man. Moving on to the battle of the Bayou. 30-26, to 26, the Cincinnati Bengals defeat the New Orleans Saints. I say the Battle of the Bayou because Joe, Shiesty, Jamar Chase, LSU boys coming back to, to, to Louisiana. Um, and getting the dub, Joe Shiesty came out with the, uh, the Jamar Chase National Championship game jersey on. Kind of crazy to me, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I think Jamar said he had to take it off, the, he had to take it off like the nails on his wall. I was like, why you get your jersey nailed? In? I don't know. Um, but Joe Shiesty, you know, Traquan Smith, an 18-yard pass from Andy Dalton. Jameis is still out. Uh, Joe Mixon with a nine-yard pass from Burrow. Rashid Shahid with a 44-yard run. Um, Will Lutz with a field goal. Joe Burrow with a 19-yard run. Lutz with another field goal. Lutz with another field goal. Jamar Chase, 15-yard pass from Joe Shiesty. Another Lutz field goal. A McPherson, 52-yarder. And the game-winning touchdown with a minute 57 left to go. Jamar Chase, 60-yard pass from Joe Burrow. The the Rat Kings, man. Um, The Yak Kings, I guess. Uh, Joe Shiesty, 26-37. 300 on the dot and three touchdowns. Um, and then Andy Dalton, 17 of 32 for 162 yards and a touchdown. Joe Mixon, eight carries, 45 yards, who's had a very mid-season, you know. Kamara, 19 carries, 99 yards. Traquan Smith, three receptions, 43 yards and a tutty. And then Jamar Chase, seven receptions, 132 yards and two tutties, who, had, who you know, much like Tyreek, had a really good game. Um, AFC wide receivers came out to play, man. Oh, sorry. Um, 51 more yards for, for New Orleans. One turnover for Cincy. None for New Orleans. Uh, five more total, five more minutes of total possession. One more first down for New Orleans, you know, for both of those back half stats. But uh, at the end of the day, Cincinnati squeaks it out, um, which you don't normally see losing in all the stats, in, including the turnover battle. Um Man, they do a good job of capitalizing, I guess. You know, getting off the field on third down, um, extending the drive and getting in the end zone. That's the biggest thing. You know, New Orleans settled for a lot of field goals. Um, 
New Orleans moving into third in the South. They're not going to be last in the South. They're one, you know, the Carolina Panthers are there. Even though we did beat the Saints, the Saints won. Or Carolina's one win is to the Saints. Uh, so I uh, guess I have that. We, we won't go 0-17 this year. Um, moving on, the New York football giants who are on an absolute tear come back, defeat the Baltimore Ravens 24-20. to Um Here's my thing, man. You, you got the battle of the comeback players of the year. You know, Lamar, 17-32, 2-10, a tutty and an interception. Um, Lamar's been playing well, you know. He, he can only do so much. Absolute fanta- absolutely fantastic to see Kenyon Drake doing something. 10 carries, 119 yards, and a tutty. Saquon, my, I think the, the, the lead off right now for comeback player of the year, 10 carries, or sorry, 20, 22 carries, 83 yards, and a tutty. Um, Mark Andrews, seven receptions, 106 yards, and a tutty. Daniel Bellinger, five receptions, 38 yards, and a tutty. Uh, look for New York to do something here at this trade deadline, man. I think they want to get another wide receiver in the room. Uh, I think they need to get another wide receiver in the room. Um, I, I'm not going to lie to you. Look look for him to look to Carolina, man. St. Kadarius, Tony over in a part of that deal. Um, maybe KT in, in, in a first rounder for DJ Moore. I'm not, I'm not too upset. And I love DJ Moore. Don't get me wrong, but... You know, we need DJ deserves better. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, but yeah, man, New York squeaked it out. Uh, and Baltimore, you know, 170 more yards of total offense, uh, one less turnover than Baltimore. Um, pretty even on time of possession, three more minutes for uh, for New York, and then five less first downs in Baltimore. It's all about punting the ball in the end zone, man. We, we just talked about it with Cincinnati and New Orleans, um, and, and whatnot, but moves the Giants to second in the East. Uh, moves the, the the Ravens still to first in the North because they have the tiebreaker over Cincinnati. Um, I still think the, the, the Ravens are going to win. But I think the Giants are looking at a playoff spot right now, and I don't think it's ridiculous to say that. Um, well, obviously they're looking at it right now. You know what I'm saying? But with with how the year is going to unfold, shout out to, to my boys, Josh Howell, you know, Ethan Nash. Um, you know, they, they, they just got done with their, their little calf, so they're, they're coming to, to – to, to see me through my glass window and throw a little riz out there and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I think Baltimore is going to be fine. But New York, man, New York's on a tear right now. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, going to be really interesting to see how the season unfolds. Maybe the Eagles take their first loss to New York. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that the New York football Giants are sitting at 5-1 and one going into week seven? Uh, not me. I'll tell you that right now. Um, moving on to probably the worst upset of the week. Look, I'm going to talk about this tweet real quick. There was this dude, Nico uh, from Elite Takes, tweeted it out. He was like, um, look, Tom Brady's going to struggle up until week six after an embarrassing upset loss to Pittsburgh and, and turn it back on. brother." And this was in like, <clears throat> this was like, you know, before season started. And bro, uh, I mean, I don't know what he's been struggling. Upset loss week six to Pittsburgh. Mm, the Matrix? I don't know, man. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, uh, prayers up to Kenny Pickett, who, who, who left the game in the third due to con- concussion protocol. Obviously, you know, they're going to take that really serious. We saw that with P.J. Walker in the, in the Panthers game, and we'll talk about that a little later. Um, Najee R- Harris, a six-yard pass from Kenny Pickett. Suck-up field goal, suck-up field goal. Bozzi with a 55-yarder, another suck-up field goal. Gives it to a 9-10 to game going into half. Uh, Bozzi with a field goal, suck-up with a field goal. Claypool with a six-yard pass from Trubisky. A four-net 11-yard pass from Trubisky from Brady <coughs> the two-point conversion fails and 
they don't get another chance at the, at the football, man. Um, Chase Claypool with his best outing of the year, seven receptions for 96 yards in the tutty. Godwin with not a bad game, six receptions, 95 yards. Um, really, really surprised Mike Evans wasn't force-fed this ball, you know, in this football game. Um, you look at the the Steelers' corners who aren't that good. And Godwin had a good game, but I started Evans. I thought Evans was going to kill it. Four net, 21 carries, 63 yards. Obviously with the the, the, the receiving touchdown. Trubisky, Trubisky, nine passes, 12 completions, 144 yards in a tutty. Uh, and then Tom Brady, four, 25 of 40. 243 in a tutty. Man, I'm not I'm not with all the Tom Brady slander. I'm, I'm going to stay quiet on it. Um, Tampa Bay with 30 more possessions or 30 more time of total yards. Uh, even on the turnover battle, two more seconds, another extremely close possession battle um, for Tampa Bay, and then five more first downs for Tampa Bay. So <sighs> this was just a super close game, man. Battle of the defenses. Um, offense is put in the end. Well, obviously it was low scoring because the offenses couldn't put it in the end zone. Um, and whatnot, but you, here's my thing with Tampa, bro. I just don't know. I really don't. Um, they're still sitting at first in the South, but that's not saying a whole lot, uh, which, which moves Pittsburgh tied for fourth, um, but Cleveland has the tiebreaker over them. The North is still up to anybody. You know, all the teams are one game back, you know, and, and Cincinnati and Baltimore is up to a tiebreaker right now, so... Could could a team make a run? Absolutely. Could Cleveland make a run when Deshaun Watson comes back? <sighs> I don't even want to talk about Deshaun. It's not the last time you're going to hear about Deshaun Watson today. Um, it, it's going to be interesting, man. That to say the least. The, the north, the north and the south, and the AFC are looking really competitive. Not competitive in a good way. Um, the NFC West is looking the same way, um, with the 49ers and the Rams being so here and there. If you could, that's generous to say here and there. Um, Moving on to the NFC West, the Seattle Sea Chickens defeat the Arizona Cardinals 19-9. Like I said, man, it was all up to the Seattle team that showed up. I guess you guys didn't hear that because I recorded it twice last week. Um, Matt Amendola, 23-yard field goal. Myers, 39-yard field goal. Two more Jason Myers field goals. Another Jason Myers field goal to bring Seattle's lead to 12-3. And then a Chris Banjo fumble recovery in the end zone. Um, and then a Kenneth Walker 11-yard run. Kenneth Walker's been playing really well. Um, had the 69-yarder from last week. And then 21 carries, 97 yards, and a tutty this week. Good to see Kenneth Walker coming to his own. Uh, Kyler Murray leading the Cardinals through the air and on the ground. 10 carries, 100 yards. And then 23 of 37, 222 yards and an interception. Geno, 20 of 31, 197. Ertz, 7 receptions, 70 yards. And then Noah Font, 6 receptions for 45 yards. Did, did what they had to do to get the win uh, for Seattle. Not super flashy. Kenneth Walker definitely starred, you know, in, in this game. Uh, but move Seattle to three and three, man. Um, a a three way tie for first place, and then Arizona sitting at the bottom. San Francisco has the tiebreaker right now, and then the Rams, and then Seattle. Um, but another extremely close division, man. It's going to be interesting to see how a lot of these divisions shake out. Um, I'm feeling good about the East. I still feel good about the AFC North. Feeling good about the West. I think the Chiefs are looking really good. <coughs> um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, the East feeling good. West feeling good. North and South is going to be really shaky. NFC-wise, feeling still feeling good about the South. I think Tampa Bay is going to turn it on. NFC North feeling good about it, man. Minnesota's looking really good. Um, NFC East feeling really, really good about it. Phillies. Phillies balling, man. They're 6-0. You literally can't be 6-0, but right behind that's 5-1 in New York. So 
Could, could be interesting to see how it unfolds. NFC West, really shaky. I picked the Rams. They're still in the hunt. You know, by no means are they done, you know, but, you know, 49ers and the uh, the Rams both got their free win and the Cardinals got their free win against Carolina. So um, Seattle still hasn't gotten it, and they're probably going to get it. So I um, can't believe I'm going to take Seattle over Carolina. Um, but I'm going to. But that's not this week. Um, moving on, what did I, I talked about all of them, right? No, these. Yeah, I talked about all the divisions. Moving on to the final 425 slate, the Buffalo Bills defeat and get their revenge on the Kansas City Chiefs, 24 to 20. Um, Kair Elam, my AFC Offensive Rookie of the Week, with an end zone interception, two interceptions, two weeks in a row. Starting off with a Bass 39 yarder, a Juju Smith Schuster 42 yard pass from Mahomes, Gabe Davis 34 yards from Josh Allen. Bucker 62-yarder, bro, and he had yards to spare. Stefan with a 17-yard pass from Josh Allen. McCall Hardman, three-yard pass from Patty. Uh, Bucker, 44-yarder, and a Dawson Knox, 14-yard pass. Uh, rest in peace and, and, and moment of silence for Luke Knox. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, that, that was Dawson's, I, I believe, brother who, who passed away this past year. A uh, special tribute to him um, after the touchdown. Um, moves Kansas City to 4-2, and two, uh, tied with Los Angeles right now. Um, but they have the tiebreaker over the Chargers. Um, Juju, five receptions, 113 yards in a tutty. Stefan with a really good game, 10 receptions, 148 yards in a tutty. Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, nine carries, 33 yards. Devin Singletary, a solid game, 17 carries, 85 yards. Uh, Josh Allen, my AFC player of the week. Um, for the offensive side of the ball, with 27 passes for 40 yards and 329 yards and three touchdowns. Patty Mahomes, 26 of 40, uh, 338, two touchdowns and two interceptions. Really identical stat lines, but those turnovers really get you. Um, Buffalo, like I said, it was a pretty even game. Three more first downs for Buffalo, three more minutes of possession. One more turnover for Kansas City, where I think you see that. Um, and then and then Buffalo did a better job in general of getting the ball in the end zone. Um, and then about 60 more yards uh, for Buffalo in total yards. So as, as close to a game as you're going to get, you know, um, I think it's going to be an AFC championship rematch, man. I, I really do. Um, I don't know, man. All I am is I'm feeling good about my Bills prediction. Uh, moving on to the last, the actual last 425 slate, uh, the Carolina Panthers lose to the Los Angeles Rams 24-10, starting off the Pinero field goal. Uh, an Allen Robinson five-yard pass. A Dante Jackson pick six off Matt Stafford, fraudulent. Um, Matt Gay, 21-yard field goal. And then a Ben Skrawanowick. I don't even want to say it. Homestead Spartan, you guys know me. Uh, with a 17-yard run, don't care. Daryl Henderson with a two-yard run to extend the lead to 14. Uh, Steve Wilkes definitely isn't the answer in Carolina. Christian McCaffrey, special shout-out. Had a really good game. He had most of these yards in the first quarter, too, the first drive. He had 13 carries for 69 yards and then seven receptions for 89 yards. Cooper Cup looked good, uh, seven receptions for 80 yards. Um, Daryl Henderson, 12 carries for 43 yards. P.J. Walker <laughs> with 10 passes completed out of 16 for 60 yards. Um, yeah, I think D.J. Moore had like three catches for seven yards or something, bro. It was ridiculous. Um, and Matt Fraudulent Stafford, 26 of 33 for 253, a touchdown and an interception. So, Pretty dominant by, by by Los Angeles, over you know 157 more total yards, 14 more first downs, 15 more minutes of time of possession, which is crazy considering 
Carolina dominated the time of possession in, in the first quarter and a half, and for the game to end out like that is pretty pretty sad. Um, Steve Wilkes isn't the answer. Carolina is the worst team in the NFL. The Rams aren't playing great, but they squeaked it out, man, and they're going to have some free wins coming from the south. Um, but the Rams aren't playing well either, so, so who the hell knows? Um, the Philadelphia Eagles defeating the Dallas Cowboys 26-17 to stay undefeated. Man, the Eagles on a 20-0 run, you know, stopped by a, a Brett Maher field goal and then a Zeke 14-yard run. Jalen Ferguson's seven-yard pass from Cooper Rush to bring the game within three. And then Devontae Smith, seven-yard pass from Jalen Hurts. Really the backbreaker. Um, Cooper Rush, like I said, he's not the answer sway. 18-38, um, 181 yards, a touchdown and three interceptions. Jalen Hurts, 15-25, 155 yards and two, two tutties. Zeke, 13 carries, 81 yards and a tutty. One of his, his better game of the year so far. Miles Sanders, 18 carries for 71 yards and a tutty. CeeDee Lamb with five receptions and 68 yards. And then A.J. Brown, five receptions, 67 yards and a tutty. So um, Dallas is, is still very in the NFC East hunt, you know, only two games back. Um, obviously, they're going to need to get some wins over New York. Both of them need to get wins over Washington. Um, and Philly's just got to keep winning, and they are in control of their own destiny. Do I think they're going to go 17-0? No. You know, but who the hell knows? <laughs> um, ugh, I got to talk about Denver again. Moving on, Sunday night football. <coughs> the Los Angeles Chargers defeat the Denver Broncos 19-16. to Can't you just tell my excitement? Shout out to Dustin Hopkins, though. He's got the dog in him. Um Denver went on a 10-0 run with a McManus field goal and a Greg Dulich 39-yard pass from Russ. Russell good in the first. That's about it. Eckler with a 6-yard run. Hopkins with a 37-yard field goal. McManus with a 27-yarder. Hopkins with a 31-yarder. They're just trading field goals at this point. McManus with a 4-yard field or 48-yard field goal in which they was a drive that went four plays with zero yards. Shout out to Denver and letting Russ cook. Dustin Hopkins with a 35-yard field goal and then an OT. Both teams trade in possessions. Uh, Four-play, seven-yard drive, absolute killer drive uh, from Dustin Hopkins with a 39-yard field goal as he's putting the team on his back, Greg Jennings and whatnot. Uh, Herbo, 37-57 for 238 and an interception. Uh, Russ, 15-28, 188 and a tutty. Latavius Murray, 15 carries, 66 yards. The fact that Latavius Murray is getting more burned than Melvin Gordon is bewildering to me. Uh, Austin Eckler, 14 carries for 36 yards in a tutty. And then Jerry Judy, three receptions, 54 yards. Joshua Palmer, nine receptions, 57 yards. So Los Angeles very, you know, tied for first right now, losing the tiebreaker, like I said earlier. Um, still in the hunt in the West. I think both teams are going to make the playoffs, but Denver won't. Um, I was talking the Chiefs and the Chargers. I think they're both going to make the playoffs. But they're very well, you know, easily still in this division, you know, and, and whatnot. So it – uh. It should be interesting, man. There's there's a lot of these divisions that are just going to come down to the wire, man. Um, we're already at 42 minutes, man. We're going to try and speed through it. Moving on to my news around the league. we got the Dan Snyder Chronicles. Um, he said he has enough dirt on every single owner in this league to just turn the league upside down. That's scary, man. Whatever he's got on David Tepper, if he could please release that, Man, we I would <clears throat> we would be living, man. We would be absolutely thriving. Um, yeah, man. Dan Snyder he's, he's not a good person at all, but uh, I, I assume a lot of these owners aren't. You know what I'm saying? Um, Ravens signed Deshaun Jackson, trying to get that little speedy threat. Um, 
you know, for for, for Baltimore, Baltimore, Jesus, um, he, he's kind of washed, he's kind of old, but hey, man, he'll still go over top. Moving on to over top, or speaking of over top, sorry, um, we got some wide receiver news here. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals trade a sixth and seventh round pick to the Carolina Panthers for Robbie Anderson. Robbie had to go. I was never a big fan of Robbie, honestly. Um, when we first signed him, I was like, "Cool." He had a thousand yard season with DJ or with uh, with Teddy, uh, where DJ also had a thousand yard season. But past that, man, he was just a drama queen. He was a guy who who spoke more than what he could produce. So, honestly, I could play the song again for Robbie Anderson. I really could. I'm not going to, but I could play the song again. I might, I might just sing it for you. Uh, new op pack in the air. This gas or what? He'll still be alive right now if you ain't gas him up. Yeah. I sound just like Lil Dirk. <laughs> um, uh, moving on to some more lighthearted news before we drop back down. Actually, you know what? I'm not gonna. Talk. I'm, I'm gonna talk about the bad news first. Another accusation of Deshaun Watson, man. Um, yeah, the league is just not gonna look at the same anymore. I think Browns fans will, but like, man, Watson's just a terrible person. Um, you know, twenty. What is that? Twenty five, twenty six accusers now. Bro, he's an NFL player. You know what I'm saying? Like, you guys catching my drift? Bro could go to a club, go to anything, get, do whatever he wants. Whatever, man. Deshaun Watson, man, is a special place. It's not on earth for you. But on more lighthearted news, DeAndre Hopkins is back after serving his six-game suspension from PEDs. Which I don't know, man. I, there was there was this ordeal with Robert Mathis where he got popped for PEDs when he was trying to have a baby. You know what I'm saying? But it's good to have D Hop back. My my fantasy team definitely needs him to come back and produce. Um, and then Arizona losing Marquise Brown, getting Robbie Anderson, um, could definitely see some uh, some changes in this Cardinals offense. Uh, moving on to my players of the week for Week Six. Starting off for Offensive Player of the Week for the AFC, Josh Allen, 27-40, 329, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, 12 attempts, 32 yards. Man, there's a lot of people you could have given this award to. Look at the efficiency. Look at the the, the scale of the team he was playing against. i got to give it to Josh Allen. <coughs> Moving on to the the Derrick Brown-esque you know, D-tackle who started slow. He's picking it up now. Quinn Williams, five tackles, two sacks, a forced fumble for my AFC Defensive Player of the Week. Uh, another Jet. Brees Hall, 20 attempts, 116 yards in a tutty. Good to see Brees continue to the ball, and, man, they're going to be – if they're not already, I don't see Michael Carter getting a whole lot of snaps. But uh, moving on to the defensive rookie of the week for the AFC, I have Kair Elam, go Gators, four tackles and an end zone interception. A couple guys you could put in here, but like I said with Josh, bro, I feel like a lot of my teams stick – see, my, my NFC is from four different teams. However, my AFC players of the week are from two different teams. Two Jets, two Bills, all from the AFC East. Coincidence? I think not. Um, no, that was terrible. Um, if it makes you feel better, any better, my NFC players are from three different divisions, so I'm not biased. And there no, there's no Carolina Panthers this week, so you can just stop typing. Um, Kyrie Elam, man, with the end zone interception, it, with in a four point game like that, with that one turnover separation, it's 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 a huge play, man. It's it's a big boy play. You know, I think he ripped it away from McCole Hardman. Um, it's a big boy play, man, and, and you're not you don't see a lot of plays like that. Um, so I I gave Kyrie, you know, offensive or defensive rookie of the week. Moving on to the NFC, my offensive player of the week, Marcus Mariota, really efficient performance in a in a big win over a good team uh, in San Francisco, thirteen to fourteen, 129 yards, a touchdown, and then on the ground, six carries for 50 yards and a touchdown. 
Like I said, Mariota, I don't think I've ever said this, but Mariota's not him. He's not going to be him, but uh, to consistently go out there and, and do what he has to do, you can't really fault him, man. Moving on, another Florida Gator, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson um, for the Philadelphia Eagles with four tackles, two interceptions, in a crucial game against you know Dallas, somebody has to step up, and the the guy that's traded for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson stepped up. Uh, offensive Rookie of the Week, Brian Robinson. There was a, You could have given this to Kenneth Walker, I'm not going to lie to you, and I wouldn't have been mad. But this man got shot, what, two, three times about two months ago? 17 attempts, 60 yards in his first touchdown. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on my soul. Don't let my heart turn cold. Have mercy on many men. Many, 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 many men. Man, I sound just like 50 Cent. Um, I talked about it. Maybe I didn't talk about it. The coldest walkout ever. For me, I'm a little biased. I got Cam Newton's. I'm coming home when he returned to Carolina. But the second coldest walkout ever, Brian Robinson. Probably the first, you know, the coldest walkout ever. Brian Robinson to many men. Uh, super cold, man. Um, shout out to Brian Robinson. Um, and a big win against Chicago. Um, good to see, I guess, Washington. You saw Ron Rivera get a little fired up after he was being criticized for his own comments. You know what I'm saying? He got a, got a little defensive. Uh, Tariq Woolen for my defensive rookie of the week again. Five tackles, a, four, a, four, a fumble recovery. Good Lord. And a touch and an interception. Wow, I'm all over the place. Tariq Woolen with two straight defensive rookie of the weeks for the NFC. Tariq Woolen's been balling, man. Moving on to my awards trackers. Starting off, Josh Allen for MVP. We've stated his stat line a couple times. 27 of 40, 329, three touchdowns and no interceptions. 12 attempts, 32 yards. Like I said, super efficient. Jay Jett is for my offensive player of the year. Six receptions, 107 yards. DPOY, Miles Garrett with a solid outing. Five tackles, two sacks, and a forced fumble. Good to see Miles Garrett. Pushes his sack total to five, I believe, um, and whatnot. So it's good to see that. Uh, Christian McCaffrey for comeback player of the year. Do I think he's going to win it? No, I think it goes to Saquon right now. Um, but he had a solid outing, 13 attempts, 69. Nice. Seven receptions for 89. Uh, not as nice. I guess it's better. Um, but but CMC special, man, which is crazy because I think he touched the ball 12 times in the first quarter and then ended with 20 touches. Come on, man. Let's, it's just like every time I think Carolina's like, yes, feed this dude. They're like, yeah, you know, let's just take it out of his hand. Um, a, my offensive rookie and defensive rookie of the weeks or year, sorry, we're both on bye weeks, which you couldn't tell with Aiden Hutchinson because he disappears on Sundays anyways, but you didn't have to hear me talk about Damian Pierce outside of this. Um, and then my coach of the year, Sean McDermott, 24, 20 win over the Kansas city chiefs to remain in the top of the AFC and second in the NFL overall, obviously to Philly. Um, right now, if I'm, if I'm going for coach of the year, I'm, I'm giving it to Suryani. You know, you have to, the Eagles are six and zero and whatnot. Um, defensive Rookie of the Week right now, probably Sauce Gardner. Offensive Rookie of the Week, Brees Hall, Damian Pierce. Comeback Player of the Year, Saquon. Uh, Miles, or Defensive Player of the Year, Max Crosby. Um, you know, guys like Nick Bosa, who, who've been playing really well. Um, Miles is still very well in it. He just needs a couple games to remind everybody who's him. Offensive Player of the Year, probably Cooper Cup. Jay Jettis is right there, and then MVP is is Josh Allen. Um, I don't think there's any disputing that. He looked week by week. He's he's putting up big numbers against good teams. Um, moving on to my week seven predictions and the last thing from this episode. Thursday night football, Saints at Cardinals. Give me the Cardinals. Um, I think with, with D-Hop coming back, Robbie Anderson in that offense. I don't think Robbie's very good, but with a competent quarterback, who knows? Um, Falcons at the Bengals. Give me the Bengals. I, I'm, I'm – 
hating on the Falcons, man, but I, I got to go with Joe Shiesty. Lions at the Cowboys. Give me the Cowboys. I'm done picking against the Cowboys. Uh, I don't think Dak's back this week, but against the Lions, they should be able to get done. Colts at Titans. This is another game, man. I got the Titans. Depends which Colts team shows up, but but give me the Titans. Uh, Packers at Commanders. Give me the Packers. I think they get back on track and, and beat the Commanders. Finally, Carolina on a 1 p.m. game, so I don't have to sit there and, and, and you know, maybe the game will go okay. And then we just it, – it's abysmal watching Carolina. Uh, Bucks at Panthers. Give me the Bucks. Giants at Jaguars. Give me the Giants. Giants are playing super well right now. Browns at Ravens. Give me the Ravens. Browns aren't playing very well. Ravens aren't playing very well either, but I trust in Lamar. I think he's going to get him back on track. Jets at the Broncos. Give me the Jets. We don't want to see Russ Cook. Let's, let's not ride. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Texans at the Raiders. Give me the Raiders. Could be a really close game. Um, Las Vegas looked looked better against Kansas City than, than Houston did in their last game against Jacksonville. So it's going to be close. Seahawks at Chargers. Give me the Chargers. I have a terrible feeling about that. Chiefs at 49ers. Give me the Chiefs. I, I kind of have a bad feeling about this too. Steelers at Dolphins. Still give me the Dolphins. I don't think the Steelers are very good. Um even though they pulled that out against Tampa, but I still don't think they're very good. Um, you're going to have to give me Miami for Monday Night Football. Barry, oh, my God, an absolute barn burner for Sunday Night Football. Bears at Patriots. Give me the Pats. Uh, yeah. Pats have been playing well. Chicago hasn't. Um, primetime Pats. You know, we got primetime Bailey Zappi or primetime J- Justin Fields. Um yeah, they they killed it in primetime against Washington, so I'm going to go New England. Um, as you notice, that was 14 games. Um, teams on by this week, Buffalo Bills, Los Angeles Rams, Minnesota Vikings, and Philadelphia Eagles, which I don't know if, you're, if you're sitting here complaining, that throws away my MVP, my Offensive Player of the Year, and the Eagles, who I talk about a lot. So I don't want to hear any complaints. But uh, I know I kind of sped through it today, man, but we had a lot to cover, um, and I got to get home, my brother. So... Uh, that's going to close it, man, for episode six, five slash six of that six. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Again, I apologize for the issues with episode five and the longevity of this, the length of this episode. Uh, we'll be back on normal schedule and time frames next week, man, but uh, that's going to do it for episode six, five slash six. That's what's going to be under, under Spotify, so we're going to say under five or five slash six. Um, but uh, thank you, and deuces. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.